Contracts can be a very tricky road for a lot of teams, and the Jets have some big extensions to figure out over the next two years. Find out who the Jets should keep and who they should let go on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Doing so, of course, is always free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. Most of all, though, we just love and appreciate your support. Tonight's episode is going to focus on some bigger questions about the Jets, their long-term future, and some major contract situations. And it's going to be a complicated one because uh, I think a lot of fans right now are kind of in a honeymoon phase of a sort. But if we're being honest, right, we all know that the Jets still face some uphill battles when it comes to retaining and attracting talent. Now, Thanks to a number of big recent extensions, that might be a little bit easier than usual. But of course, the Jets still have a couple of players that are due for extensions in the next two to three years. And a couple of them, I got to be honest, I'm not feeling as confident in their return as I'd expect, right? So let's talk about uh, a particular trio of players that for some reason, you know, Bones doesn't trust in late game situations as much. And in other instances, just doesn't really trust them much at all. We're going to focus, uh, you know, this particular thought process through the lens of how Nikolai Ehlers has been used and kind of talk about how that's also been reflected in Perfetti's usage and Velarde's usage, right? Because these three players are among Winnipeg's most creative players and in Perfetti's case, also one of our best defensive forwards in general. And they're also among Winnipeg's least utilized when the Jets have a lead, right? Winnipeg, um, the coaching staff, Wender Bonus definitely has a very clear vision of how he wants this team to be played. And sometimes I don't really agree with it, right? I think some of the players that he chooses to rely upon aren't actually as defensively reliable as he thinks they are. Uh, you know, the idea of some of his favorite players is kind of just that, an idea. Now, there also is the reality that sometimes you know, your top players are also going to dictate who they play with. And I think we've seen that with Shifley and some of his line mate choices. But, you know, it's coming at the expense of a couple of key contributors, right? And Ehlers is one of those guys that I think is, for me, a genuine flight risk. I think I may have alluded to, you know, alluded to it on the previous episode. But, you know, you look at his contract rolling up in a couple of years, right? He is a free agent after the 2025 season. And if I'm Ehlers, I'm, I'm starting to wonder if my future in Winnipeg is really something I want to continue. And, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, you're overreacting. This is reactionary. Why would you ever say something like that? Of course he's extending. But I really don't know if that's the case. If you're a Knicks agent and you're looking at his deployment being in the middle six range, you're thinking about how that's probably capped some of his earnings potential going forward. And you're asking yourself, what team could I go, you know, like, could I get my my um, client to go to that's going to give him the minutes he deserves, give him a prime scoring role, and also pay him what he's worth? Well, it might not be the Jets. Uh, and I think in that scenario for Winnipeg, that'd be pretty bad. I know that 
you know, we have a thing in the past of saying that you don't sign players uh, towards 30, right? Extending them is a long-term risk. But with the Jets and how good Ehlers is, he really is a player that I think you want to lock up for the long term. Make him a career Jet. My concern, though, is that at the end of his contract, he's going to look at the options and try and test free agency. I, I just don't know that the Jets have given him enough uh, to really make him stay. You know, being used as a third liner, consistently being demoted when the team is trying to defend a one goal lead and all this stuff just doesn't make sense to me. And I'm sure it doesn't make sense to Ehlers. And what's really interesting about it is that you won't hear him vocalize it necessarily, but when he's answered questions in the past about it, you can tell that he's kind of pissed, a low-key sort of pissed where he's not going to outwardly say that he's upset about the situation, but you can tell that he's irritated and you can tell that there's some stuff bubbling underneath. He's not the only one who's also kind of had this thought process. If you've heard some of the stuff about Perfetti towards the start of the season, Cole was kind of expecting a bigger role with the team. Uh, I think he was imagining that, <clears throat> you know, he was going to get uh, a prime scoring role, a chance to really stake his claim to the top six. And instead, the Lowry line has generally been the one that's gotten the second line minutes. That's not to say that Perfetti hasn't played a big role this year. But if you think about some of the guys who lead him in ice time, it's pretty clear that Bones is going for uh, the Lowry line being the number two. And until recently, you know, the Perfetti line was the third line. Now, that's changed a bit since Monaghan has come in, but Perfetti also gets benched or, you know, or, or even demoted to the, the fourth or, or third line um, when the Jets are defending a league. You've seen him at times not even come out for like entire stretches of the third period, which uh, for the Jets really isn't acceptable. And I think, you know, for Winnipeg, it's not great to give him this sort of evidence that he should perhaps only bridge on his next deal. I think he's the kind of guy that you really want to gamble on and extend long-term, but he right now doesn't really have an incentive to do that. He's going to have reduced earnings potential. He's going to have to kind of, um, I would say bet on himself in this case, because I feel like with uh, the jets, not really giving him the prime role right now, he doesn't have a lot of leverage to really go for big money. And so the jets might offer him a long-term deal. That's not really what he's worth. And he might not really be interested in that. And honestly, he might also be thinking about the longer term future. Do I want to, you know, lock up with a team that still hasn't given me the, the prime role yet? I don't know. That's debatable. Velarde probably has similar thoughts. You know, does Gabriel want to stick around after the next couple of seasons? I don't know. I think the Jets really need to put him in a position where he feels like he's valued and like he's a top member of this team and, you know, also give him that prime scoring role. That that line that we had of 27-55-13 was one of the best the Jets have ever seen. And, of course, as soon as Connor comes back, guess what they do? They break it up. So it, it's been a frustration for me um, the last few years because – Ehlers' situation is similar to what has happened to a lot of skilled players with this team, and it's not like it's every single player, but it's enough to where it's noticeable, and it's going to hurt the Jets at some point because, you know, all we ever hear about is how hard it is for Winnipeg to attract and retain talent. So why give them a reason to leave? That is my big question. It's something that the front office is going to have to really think about and answer because if any of these guys starts to consider walking, you don't really have a lot right now that immediately slots in to replace them. And I think the Jets are serious about contending, so they had better make sure that you know guys like Ehlers, Perfetti, and Velarde are in, in this for the long haul and that they're ready to build around them because you know the, the, the future core is going to be here pretty soon, and the Jets 
could make some of these guys really big centerpieces of that next group. So we'll see how Winnipeg kind of goes from here. I, I hope that they make the right decisions. I hope that Bones, when he's ready to step aside and uh, have a new coach step in, that he makes sure that the next guy is you know open-minded and gives us really good deployments because I think you need to give guys like Ehlers and Velarde and Perfetti some real strong evidence that their next contract should still be with the Jets. Now, of course, there's another question that I think the Jets are going to face at some point, and they're probably not talking about it all that much, but it's what to do with Kyle O'Connor, right? His return to the lineup hasn't exactly been as promising as we'd hoped. We'll talk about what's gone wrong and whether it's a sign of something bigger or perhaps just a temporary blip and nothing to be concerned about. We'll talk about that in just a moment or two. Before we go any further, though, I did want to shout out our friends and partners at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience, what brings home the winning trophy, is also what keeps your vehicle alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed, fit, uh, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that sweet, sweet victory. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay's guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. Greetings, Jets fans, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, thank you so much for joining us on tonight's episode as we are talking about Winnipeg's longer-term plans and future, especially with respect to contracts. It's going to be a complicated situation going forward. The Jets have a number of major extensions to figure out, and one of the players that's going to be expiring a little bit more uh, to the future in a couple of seasons rather than you know after next year is Kyle Connor, and his contract situation is going to be really complicated, right? The Jets are looking at a guy who could be a 45 to 50 goal scorer, but somehow has uh, not always hit those heights. And I think there are some very clear reasons why. We'll talk about what the Jets should potentially do with him in the future in just a moment. Before we talk about that, though, let's talk about something really cool the Lockdown Network has started. We have launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube and Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Locked on Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with our local experts and our national shows covering every league. Find Locked on Sports Today available on the free Fire TV channels app and YouTube. Now, circling back to the Jets, right? Uh, I've just been talking about Kyle Connor, and, you know, Kyle is a player that I do love watching to a point, but I think my love of watching Connor is when he's scoring. When he's not scoring, it's, it's, it's a much tougher sell, uh, and it's something where I think, you know, you look at his contract and what he's being paid, and on the one hand, he's pretty much worth what he's making. Uh, at times, he's maybe even been a little bit cheap for what his finishing rate is. But on the other hand, the rest of his game is so limited that you kind of wonder if the Jets are actually paying more than they should for his particular skill set. And it's a weird thing, right? Because you can see that when it comes to technique and skill, Kyle is elite. Like this guy is one of our most creative one-on-one -on -one players in the whole roster. There's very few players that I trust uh, in, a, in a shootout or in a one-on-one -on -one situation with a goalie. Connor is that dude. And yet, You've noticed this year, coming back from his injury and stuff, 
he hasn't quite looked the same, uh, but there's been a couple of key things that do sort of stay consistent. Uh, the, the first thing is that when it comes to creating his own space and, you know, perhaps being that key play driver, Connor's not really that guy. He's really good at scoring and he can find some very soft areas of the ice to poach from. But in terms of being, say, an Ehlers transition monster or a Shifley multi-purpose versatile scoring threat who can kind of do it all, Connor is less of either of those, right? Kyle is a very shoot first, ask questions later type. And I think he's really tried to make his game more versatile and it's actually taking away from some of what he does best. I feel like there's been more hesitation in this game. I think he's tried to force more passes and I just feel like it's taking away from the thing that he does best, which is just shooting the puck. There are times where I've seen him take on some sort of two on one. And instead of taking a clear scoring chance, he ends up trying to pass it across and passes it to no one instead, which is frustrating because you know that if he actually took the shot, he'd probably have a half decent chance of getting it by a goalie. So, you know, his next contract is going to be very expensive. And I sort of wonder if the Jets might need to think about his his stay with the team uh, a little bit more closely, because as, as fun as Connor is and as skilled as he can be, there's enough to his game that's not present at times to where I, I think the Jets might need to make an upgrade on his spot. And that's weird to say about one of the top goal scorers for Winnipeg over the last several years. Uh, look, he, he's not probably you know going to get traded or anything. I suspect his next deal will be with Winnipeg. But if I'm looking at Connor's production over the years and I'm thinking about how he's actually accomplished it, I just don't feel comfortable giving him a ton of money and resigning him long term. Right? He's been uh, fixed at Shifley's hip. We've not really seen many combos where um, you know Connor has thrived i guess and so i find that really hard for me to you know justify in the grand scheme of things an extension a big one you know on the one hand he has a, a major skill set that not a lot of jets do and that's elite finishing on the other hand it takes him so much at times to get into those those positions to actually use it that you wonder if somebody else might not be able to do the job a little bit more efficiently. And, and I, I think that's a tough question. It also feels like coaching staffs often look at Connor and think about the idea of him as representing who he is rather than kind of taking a look at the reality of his play and evaluating him based on that. Because if they actually looked at what he did on a routine basis, he might not get as prime of a role as he currently enjoys. So it's a, it's a tough one, right? I really enjoy Connor, and I think he's one of the most fun players to watch at times. But when he's not scoring, it can be really brutal. And like the defensive zone work that he really doesn't do also puts his line mates under even more stress. Uh, it, it's a it's a tough question, and I'm not trying to like sit there and you know absolutely pulverize a guy. That's not really my thought. I just feel like, given what the Jets need and how they play, I think it's more like Connor would make sense on another team like. I don't know, Edmonton or Carolina, a team that could add and and really insulate his kind of scoring talent and give it uh, the room to breathe that I just don't think the Jets can. I feel like Winnipeg needs, you know, a more versatile scoring threat, a more creative player and somebody who can think the game at a level that either Shifley or Ehlers does, right? 
And, you know, Connor is a very direct guy. I think if he were to go to Carolina, he'd actually really thrive there. Um, the Canes would probably do a fantastic job of making him one of their primary scoring threats. I think there's a number of teams that could really benefit from that. And it's not that the Jets can't either, but I feel like with how Winnipeg plays, what they've asked of him and all that stuff, it's just not really the best fit, at least for now. Maybe it changes in the future and I start singing a different tune, but after the 2026 season, I'd be curious to know what his plans are. Because if he wants a big raise, I'm not sure I would uh, go down that route as much as uh, it, it pains me to say that. I'm just having a tough time feeling like that's the route that makes the most sense for Winnipeg. But, you know, the Jets at least have a couple more years to figure that out. I think it's going to be a really tough question. And again, for a player who is as skilled and as talented as he clearly is, it's wild that we're even having this conversation, but I think it's one that the Jets are going to have to face sooner rather than later because Winnipeg has a number of critical needs for this team, and Connor actually has a lot of trade value. So if Winnipeg wants to upgrade elsewhere by making a swap, maybe that becomes an option in the near future, but probably not the season or next, maybe the year after. We'll just have to wait and see. Now, I also alluded to the fact that, that the Jets' defense probably needs a bit of an adjustment. We'll talk about which players I think should be retained and which guys should probably be let moved on to uh, greener pastures. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, do want to shout out our friends and partners at Camino Consulting. How'd you like to know to, how would you like to get to know somebody better in an hour than you might do so in a year? Understanding one another prevents better, uh, you know, misunderstandings, right? You want to avoid really rough situations where you're having a conversation with somebody and you just don't really, you know, see yourself on the same page. Camino Consulting knows exactly how that can be. They've seen folks who are business partners, family members, even romantic partners get into fights over small stuff. So after providing more than 20 years of series, uh, 20 years of service to small and mid-sized businesses, they want to help management groups navigate conflict and onboarding. Camino is, offer, is now offering a digital seminar for families and couples as well. If your Valentine's gift of tickets to the game didn't go over as well as you'd expect, get them something else and get them the Couples and Family Online Seminar for 25% off for the month of February using discount code LOCKEDON. That's discount code LOCKEDON for 25% off for the rest of the month at www.caminoconsulting.ca or mention LOCKEDON when reaching out for a business seminar and receive the first five profiles free. Head on over to Camino Consulting right now. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, thank you so much for rejoining us on tonight's episode. We are just going to wrap up really briefly talking about the Winnipeg Jets defense uh, and some very curious decisions the Jets are going to have to make because Winnipeg's entire blue line is actually up for expiration Um after 2025. The only player that's locked up long-term is Josh Morrissey, which looking at his contract, it's actually starting to look like it was a bit of a steal. Given his play the last couple of seasons, man, he's like elite. So the question then becomes, who do you surround him with? And, you know, of the list of expiring players, either this season or next, I think only a couple of guys are of, of interest for me to bring back. I think the first one that you probably want to extend for another couple seasons is Dylan DeMello. DeMello is kind of one of Winnipeg's foundational rocks on the back end. I actually start to compare him to Toby Enstrom in that he's a quiet, 
stabilizing partner who uh, allows the really active Josh Morrissey to do his thing, but maybe doesn't get as much credit as he deserves. He's defensively one of our top two-way blue liners. He's a very strong uh, partner for Morrissey, and he's really handled his responsibilities for this team really, really well. And honestly, he might not have like a big, big contract ask on his next deal. If you can get him for like three or four years at four million or so, that is absolutely fair. I think it'd make a lot of sense. And I think it would be a good match for the Jets and for DeMello's camp. So, you know, three and a half to four, you can get Dylan locked up. I'd say do it. Brendan Dillon, that's a tougher question because I really like Dillon and I think that he's been a very good player for the Jets and, you know, his growth in his role this year has been really impressive. But I feel like with the Jets having quite a few left-sided blue line prospects, it might be time for Dillon to perhaps be moved on. Um, he's a great player. He's been an absolute studying force, kind of like DeMello. Uh, I just, I, I feel like the, the lack of puck moving ability in some areas is a noticeable limitation, right? And it's not like DeMello does this super well either, but, you know, with Dylan, he might be even a little more limited in some ways, although this year he's had kind of a breakout offensive season. He's doing a lot more than he's done in previous years. I still feel like given that he's going to be looking for a big raise, probably a long-term contract, I'd, I'd feel a little bit hesitant. I do think the Jets are probably going to resign him. I, I expect them to, actually. I feel like they're going to find some sort of a negotiation that they feel comfortable with, and it wouldn't be surprising for me to see him uh, stay for like another three or four years. So that I would expect to be on the horizon, probably not going to be cheap, like four and a half million, uh, probably at least. But you know, maybe he surprises us. Maybe it's going to be not as bad as I'm expecting it. If it starts to hit five plus though, that's where I'm like, Ooh, yeah, that's a little rough with Nate Schmidt and Neil Pionk expiring after 2025. I think we all know, uh, both should probably be let go. You know, Pionk's been a very accountable warrior on the back end, a player that's kind of a fan favorite in a lot of areas, but he's just too limited in what the Jets need. You know, you can see those flashes of offensive talent. You can see at times he does some really good stuff, but the rest of his defensive lapses and the sort of chaotic nature of his decision-making can be a, a real tough one for the Jets to kind of work through. And it's, 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 it's hard to say that because, like, he knows it, right? When he makes a mistake, there's there's not many players who are harder on themselves than, than Pionk is. And like you can see that frustration really hit him hard. Like there was the one year again, I always come back to it, but he called himself an embarrassment. And I felt like that was very harsh. Um, I think he had a really rough season, but you know, it, it is what it is, right? Pionk is a solid second pairing guy. I just feel like, you know, he's going to want a big contract extension and I, I might not be as inclined to do that. Schmidt, we all know, uh, you know, he's, he's being paid a lot of money. I think we know that his time with the Jets is running short. So at this point, you know, just prepare for him to probably not be a Jet for much longer. It might not even be the season, uh, but, you know, this year or next, he's going to be having um, coffee in another, in another city, is my guess. Now, with Sandberg and Stanley both expiring in the next year or so, you know Stanley is probably a decent trade chip. I think he'll probably get moved towards the trade deadline because, you know, he's not really a player that's had, you know, a prominent role this year. In previous years, not much of a prominent role either. And with Heinelet now starting to get healthy, the Jets need to make a spot for Ville to uh, occupy. So let Stanley go and seek minutes elsewhere. 
Sandberg, though, you got, you got to lock him up, man. Like this dude, next deal, make sure that he's paid like he deserves to be. Make him one of your most uh, relied upon top four defenders. Really zero question. Lock it up. Get it done. He is an absolute stud and somebody who I hope is a Jet for the rest of his career. He's been awesome. He's been one of our most successfully homegrown, developed talents. And uh, yeah, he's a fabulous back-end leader. I think he could become like an assistant captain at some point. Love Dylan and hope that he loves Winnipeg enough to stay long-term. Let me know, though, how you feel about some of these players. Which ones do you want the Jets to extend? Which ones are you more keen to see them bid farewell to? Drop your thoughts in comments below or at my social medias at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Tomorrow's episode, we'll have a recap of Winnipeg versus Vancouver. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe. And as always, thank you for listening. Have a great night. And go Jets, go.